Blog Talk Radio. Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Israel, 
you possibly might see menu. But again, after clicking this, you'll still see tithes and offerings. Doing so, remember what it says in Psalms 96, verse 7 and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, or your kindred to the people. 
Give unto the Aqua glory and strength. Eight, give unto the Aqua the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone to remember that Yaqua loves a cheerful giver. And also donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and reminded us again in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing your dust says Yaqua alive. Also for building that school, we often talk about a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program, Yaqua. We even have a calendar. While you're there, check that calendar. It will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. Now, we also have a live program, which is a feature that's available during our live broadcast time. Just enter three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click enter, look for Voices of the Truth Rights, Tribe of Yadav. When you click the red live button as soon as it appears, it'll put you right into our live online broadcast. We even have a few numbers you can call with the Aqua in mind. The first being our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other number is 224-600-5579. This is the international number. This is where you can call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six anointed camps of Yaqua's ministry. But now in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. You will only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling that same number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and a correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact the seer via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. You might imagine the seer is usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, and as most of us know, answering many memos. But even now, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear a discouraging downtown. Now, if you've happened to miss the beginning of today's program, you can catch the entire recorded show at 9.15 p.m., except Friday's program time for it being repeated will be 10.30 p.m. After 10.30. To do that, just enter three words, Yaqua Radio Live. When you click enter, look for Voices of the Trizalites, Tribe of Yada. Choose the program that you are late logging into, or look down that list and pick any particular day that you would like to listen. Now, doing our normal broad talk broadcasts, we're also simultaneously transmitting on Talk. Pal Talk can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer, and even now the smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Pal Talk app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Truth Tribe of Yadav. 
you'll find a room will hold 50 or more listening participants, where Yahweh's Word will also be working for your Bible education. Online there to answer any of the on-the-table topics we discuss during our program will be the elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with Seer Israel, writing that shotgun. And during this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And your final broad talk ends before teaching time. Teaching will continue on Pal Talk. I'll be with you all. But as a continuing reminder, when we're giving those scriptures to speak by this year, be quick to hear and slow to speak, so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we have over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. And we have a continuing reminder of that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. So in this program, we keep the scriptures in mind. But when you find those that are trying to win that bump the gums contest, those are the ones that miss all the Yahweh's glory which is said unto them. Because we are rehearsing the righteous act to learn the words of Yahweh. Another reminder is in St. John chapter 14, verse 26. So we can start to do the learning of Yahweh's words. We'll pass our program back over to our seer Israel and say, Hallelujah. All right. Hey, yo, that was excellent. Hallelujah. Yo, that was excellent. So you um, have hit the stage and grand style to see. And what we do know is that the elder for the last uh, few lessons have been exhibiting exactly uh, the order of things that have to be done. See, one thing about it. The elders to be up on everything pertaining to Yahweh's word. Because the seer's job is, is not to bring it to the people. The seer's job is to get to the elders. And the elders' job is to get it to the father. The father is to get it to the mother. The mother is to get it to the children. That's the protocol. And Yahweh is making it plain. Once we is in order. Intervene time is right around the corner. So that's why it's, it's no accident that our elder, Yada and Mr. Tills, is participating heavily and trying to get this thing to pass because we know once the order is set, then we know from that point on we have done our part. But our part is that well, the elders got to make it plain because they got to get to them young lions and get them young lions soaking this thing heavily. So that's just the protocol. And once we understand this protocol, look out. Yahweh, one thing, he, one thing he's not going to... Let me let me pull a verse out. Let me, hey, elder, give me one verse, elder. Then I'm then I'm gonna then I'm see you all gonna be on the line. Give me one verse. And eleven twenty-three of numbers. Give me one verse, Elder. All I need is numbers eleven twenty-three. Because I'm good for one piece of deal every now and then. And then we're gonna see who else is on stage for the nice episode. 
Can you give me number 1123 there, Elder? And let's see what that says, and we'll go from there. Numbers 1123. In the book of Numbers, chapter 11, verse number 23 says, And the aquas said unto Moses, Is the aqua's hand waxed short? Thou shalt see now whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. Yes. So Yahweh, he, he, he put it out there, bottom line. What's going to stand is his word. And that's the game changer, Elder. One thing we do know, what's going to stand when all other things fail, fall. Is what he's saying in his Bible is going to stand. And we as a people must know what is he saying according to this word? As actually, my elder, let's see who's going to be on stage with the elder tonight. See the young line, Brother Titus. Brother Titus. Brother Titus. You can see I'm coming on the network and I want to have that microphone with this. Okay, well, it's all good too. So, young line, Brother Titus. Tribe of Yah God Judah, one of them up and coming teachers out of Camp One. Yahweh BJFC Royce. Yaqua bless you there. Seer, Israel, of Seed Royal. Hallelujah, Yaqua. Hallelujah, Yaqua, there, young lion. One thing about a young lion, the elder, he got he got his eyes on them young lions real carefully. So um, I have the elder open up in some Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. And then when that verse is said, young lion, we're going to pick and choose some verses, and you be prepared for it. Elder Mr. Tears, tribe of Yad God Judah, Luke chapter 12, verse 12. What they say there? Elder Mr. Tears, come out. In the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12, Paul says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say.
and we want to go back on there and add a little bit more to it along the way. But let's lay a little foundation down. Brother Titus, 17 chapter, 1 through 21 of Sarah and Mother, being already turned to verse 24 through 32, and that'll get us nice and ready to go for take 13. You're on the clock. Come on, y'all. I mean, y'all line. The book of Sirach, chapter 17, verse 1 to 21. Sirach, chapter 17, verse 1 reads, Yahweh created man of the earth and turned him into it again. Verse 2, he gave them few days and a short time and power also over the things therein. Verse 3 reads, he endured them with strength by themselves and made them according to his image. Verse 4, and put fear of man upon all flesh and gave him dominion over beasts and fowls. Verse 5, they received the use of five operations of Yahweh, and in six plates they imparted them understanding, and in the seventh speech of interpreter of the congregation thereof. Verse 6, counsel and the tongue and eyes, ears, and in mind, Gave he them to understand. Verse 7. With all he filled them with the knowledge of understanding. And showed them good and evil. Verse 8. He set his eye upon their minds. That he might show them the greatness of his works. Verse 9 reads. He gave them to glory in his marvelous acts forever. That he might declare his works with understanding. Verse 10, and the elect shall praise his righteous name. Blessed is he, gave them knowledge and the law of life for the inheritance. Verse 12, he made an everlasting covenant with them and showed them his judgments. Verse 13, their eyes saw the majesty of his glory and their ears heard his glorious voice. Verse 14, and he said unto them, Beware of all unrighteousness. And he gave every man commandment concerning his neighbor. Verse 15, their ways are ever before him and should not be hid from his eyes. Verse 16, every man from his use is given to evil. Neither could they make to themselves fleshly minds for stone. Verse 17, for the divisions of the nations of the whole earth, he set a ruler over every people. But Israel is Yahweh's portion. Verse 18, who being his firstborn, he nourished with discipline and given him the light of his love. Do not forsake him. Verse 19, therefore all their works are as the sun before him, and his eyes are continually upon their ways. Verse 20, none of their unrighteous deeds are hid from him, but all their sins are before Yahweh. 21, but Yahweh bring it gracious in knowledge, his workmanship, neither left or forsook him, but spared them. Mm-hmm. Uh, research um, 17, 18 again, that young man. 
Verse 17, call it. Call that the rock. Sirach chapter. chapter mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yes. Yes, sir. Sirach chapter 17, verse 17 and 18. Sirach 17, verse 17. For in the division of the nations of the whole earth, he set a ruler over every people. But Israel is Yahweh's portion. Verse 18. Who being his firstborn, he nourishes with discipline and giving him the light of his love. Do not forsake him. Mm-hmm. So Israel is his um, firstborn. So Tarot had to pull that somewhere, Elder, Mr. Tibbs, before Mother get in there. For him to say that boldly, Elder, he says Israel is his portion. Israel is the first. Chapter 4, verses 21 to 23. 21 says, And the Yahweh said unto Moses, When thou goest to return unto Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thy hand. But I will harden his heart, that he shall not let the people go. 22. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus says the Yahweh, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. 23. And I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou will refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. Huh. That's big talk there, yo. So People call Israel is very important that he left a message saying, you go tell Pharaoh, that's only means the great house. Pharaoh, Pharaoh means the great house. You got a great house now. He said, let my children go. My son go. Even my firstborn. That's a big topic there. Now, we're going to investigate this a little bit later. So we just put a marker and, and write a little note on that. We're going to invest. He said, let my firstborn go. He said, Israel is my son. Let him go. And if you don't let them go, kill him, your firstborn. Is, is that what we're reading the elder? Hey, elder, talk back to us here for a minute. Is, is, that, is that what's going on right here? 
<laughs> That's exactly what it's saying. She wasn't reading. Uh, it probably be Sirach 17. She probably reads Sirach 17, oh. verse 24 to 32. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you 17. I thought it but unto them that repent, he granted them return and comfort those that followed in patience. 25. Return unto me, return unto the Yahweh, and forsake their sins. Make their prayers before his face and offer less. 
26. Return again to the Most High and turn away from iniquity. For he will lead thee out of darkness into the light of hell and and had thou abomination the images twenty seven who shall praise the most high and the grave instead of them which live and give thanks twenty eight Thanksgiving passes from the dead as from one that is not delivered and found in mind shall praise the Yahweh. 29. How great is the loving kindness of the Yahweh, our Yahweh, and his compassion unto such as return to such as turn unto him in righteousness. 30. For all things cannot be in man because the son of man is not immortality. Immortal. Verse 31. What is brighter than this son? Yet the light there are falling and flashing and blood will imagine evil. And uh-huh. the blood images that right and the blood and the blood yes imagine evil. Verse thirty two. He then then the power of the do it do it do it he do it he did it the power I can't the power of the height of heaven and all men of but earth and ash. Uh huh. Now, uh, remember, we um, we come on this national radio broadcast to enlighten the 900,000 plus. And, Mother, you just delivered a, you just delivered a, a profound statement right there, Mother. And, and I want to know on stage, who want to take a shot at what Mother just got through delivering from that 24 down to 32. Is any, I mean, just pick out one profound verse in at 24 to 32 that really points out exactly what Mother just got to read. Hey, Ella, pick out one verse. If you want to pass it on, then the young lion going to take a shot at it. And if the young lion want to pass it on, the mother will take a shot at it. Or... I might take a shot at it, but I might move on too. So it's something important, like we keep saying. 
It's not about how many verses we put on the table. It's about, let me, let me pull a rabbit out there. Hey, Elder Mr. Kidd, before you think about that, there's a statement in the Corinthians book, chapter 14. Can you also see out on something in in the Corinthians book? In First Corinthians 14, there's something in there that I want to take a little look at. And he said something in the 14th chapter. And what did he say in 14, verse 19 and 20? He said something. Matter of fact, 19 through 21. Hey, Elder Mr. Taylor, and let me make a note of that. First Corinthians 14, verse 19 down to verse 21. And this will help before we get back to what I need a comment on. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 19 down to 21. What does that hell? Mr. Tales Israel come out. Okay, First Corinthians chapter 14, reading uh, 19 to 21. 19 says, Yet in the church I had rather speak five words with my understanding, that by my voice I might teach others also, than 10,000 words in an unknown language. 20. Brethren, be not children in understanding. How about in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men? 21. In the law it is written, with men of other tongues, as other lips I will speak unto this people, and yet for all that they will not hear me, saith the Yahweh. So we come on this radio station. We can, we can do 100, 200, 300 scriptures. We can do that. We can just go scripture after scripture. But what profit do that do us? If we don't teach you the knowledge of this Bible and build and build you up in this word. Matter of fact, find that in the book of Job. Y'all find that verse over there in Job where it talks about Ishikar's was talking about building you up and we'll throw a precept of that. So listen to me, Captain. We call this broadcast, and we got an unction from Yahweh to build this people up. But these people got to really know what is their responsibility. It's not us doing a lot of deep breakdowns on things. It's some things you have to know to be built up. So we rather speak five words, and as you know, since the elder been geared into the broadcast, we'll stop and talk a lot about scripture because we planted the seed to build you up on something. Then once we see that you built up, then we we will plan you for what's to come. See, we know that Yahweh got a mandate on this ministry 
and school banquet hall radio station is in the midst. But we have to be prepared. And so that's what we're doing now. We're rehearsing the Righteous Act, getting prepared to, on these breakdowns. So you might not hear a hundred or two on the fifth of red. But what you're going to hear is the breakdown of the scriptures you do read. Because it's plainly said in other lessons we read yesterday, prior to the bottom part of the Saturday. The carnal man, the carnal mind is not going to understand it at all. So we basically, what we're telling the, the worldly mind, if you want to understand this thing, this is what you got to do. You not you come on this radio station, all you want like the WCC, Latter Day Saints, only Catholic Church out of New York. They tune in and pack the network over nine hundred thousand strong. Then left the memo more than that. that your numbers have went up more. We're not thinking about the numbers. We know that the common right. mind would never understand this thing, but those that come in to understand this thing, who they are and their responsibility, they will get the increase in this understanding. So, but we're here to do, what we're here to do at a young line, what we're here doing is broadcast out of the book of Job, and we said it's a verse that we want to tell, young line. And what was that verse chapter, saying? Do what? Chapter 22, Job chapter 22, verse 23. 22, verse 23. Excellent. Yes, so, sir. All right. What, what do that verse say there, uh, young line? What do that say in Job 22, verse 23? What does it say? The book of Job, the seer, chapter 22, verse 23. And if you return to the Almighty, you should be built up. You should put away iniquity far from your temples. Yeah. So... He's giving you an option to do something. But you have to do what? A, a young line, uh, although our elder is listening real carefully, what got to happen according to Job? And then if you do so, let's see what Yahweh do in that same verse. If you do exactly what he says to Ishikar's boy, break that verse down with the elder and one of the mothers out of Camp 1, well, two, of the, two out of three of the mothers of Camp 1, listen real carefully at you, young lion. So break that Job 22, 23 down, come on. All right. Job 22, verse 23. First, you got to return to Yahweh. Once you turn to Yahweh, then Yahweh going to build you up. Then you got to put it, stand the weight from your mind. Well, as I said before, when you write, you have to explain righteousness in your own words, which don't deviate from another. Just explain a different way. So, so he's right. saying, so your answer is, before the national, I you agree what your young lion just put on the table, and that's that we want here. All right, mother, hey, mother, eat. 
do, do you agree with what the young lion just put on the table? You want to add some more to it? Okay, I agree. Hallelujah. That's it. That's all. Remember, we we is talking to over nine hundred thousand plus on the international side, and and, <laughs> and the young lion just broke it down plainly saying. <laughs> You come if you come back to Yahweh, he'll build you up. But you gotta know you can't come back like they tell you, come as you are in the Christian church. No, you can't come as you are. You got to be built up for Yahweh to receive you. Now in your line, give me a precept on that. Give me give me Sarat chapter three. Now old Sid's gonna jump in with a precept, see. Sarat chapter three, verse eight. 11, 14, 16, and a mother, and mother had me, um, pick it up from 19 to 21 there, young line, and mother had me 22 to 25 waiting on it. Mother had me 22 to 25 waiting on it. Young line, and Sarah chapter 3, verse 8, 11, 14, 16, 19 through 21, and mother going to pick up at verse 22 to 25. So listen to this right here. See, Osir going to lay back and do some precepting. So remember one thing. Once the order is in order, Yahweh have to, one thing about it, when, when, when the elder read, my back, read that again, because, because on the, on, uh, Come on stage side. It don't flock on in from all directions. So read that verse again that what he said, Elder Numbers eleven verse twenty three. Numbers eleven twenty three again, Elder. What that say again? In the book of Numbers. Looking at uh, verse eleven, I mean chapter eleven, verse number twenty three. And twenty three says And Yahweh and the Yahweh said unto Moses, Is the Yahweh's hand waxed short? Thou shalt see how whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. You see that? He told Moses, he said, Moses, look here. You think I got alligator arms? I ain't got no short arms. You're going to see will my word come to pass or not. So what he, what he telling us, as a ministry, you just get the protocol going and make sure the elders in place, the elders going to make sure that the teachers in place, fathers in place, the fathers will make sure the mothers in place, and mothers will make sure the children in place. That is the order of this thing. And Yahweh saying, once this is applied, I'm, I'm coming in. So now, that's why the elders is hovering over the station because the next move is going to be made according to what we can read. But we have to know what we read and it can expound on what is coming out. The thorough breakdown through the precepts, because through the precepts, that's how you get understanding. So then you won't be jumping because they jumping a lot of cats. They jumping. Mm-hmm. You read why they jumping them because they 
throwing out 50, 100, 300 verses, but they, they don't know the breakdowns on it. So properly they listen to voices of the two Israelites, and we show you the breakdowns of the scriptures, the order of things, then we're going to see the fruit of his labor. So now in the Sarah chapter 3, remember, we precept from what we just got to read about Joe Ishikar's boy, about building you up. Now, as time went on, the spirit got a hold to it. Let's see what, what he says in Sarah chapter 3, verse 8, 11, 14, 16, 19 through 21 by the young line and 22 dollars 25 by Mother E. Come on. The Book of Sirach, chapter 3, verse 8, 11, 14, 16, 19 to 21. Sirach, chapter 3, verse 8 reads, Honor your father and mother, both in word and deed, that a blessing may come upon you from them. Verse 11. But the glory of a man is from the honor of his father, and a mother in dishonor is a reproach to the children. Verse 14 reads, And believing of your father should not be forgotten, and instead of sins it should be added to build you up. Verse 16 reads, He that forsake his father is a blasphemer, and he that anger his mother is a curse of Yahweh. Verse 19 to 21. Many are in high place and are renowned by mysteries are revealed unto the meek. Verse 20. For the power of Yahweh is great, and he is honored. Of the lowly. Verse 21. Seek not other things that are too hard for you, neither trust the things that are above your strength. Mm-hmm. Verse 22. But what is commanded thee? Think thereupon with reverence, for it is not needed, needful for thee to see what thing, what thine eyes, to see with thine eyes the things that are in secret. 23. Be not curious in unnecessary matters, for, for more things are shown unto thee then men understand. 24. For many are deceived by their own vain opinion, and evil suspicion has overthrown their judgment. 25. Without eyes, thou shalt want life. Perfect. Possess not the knowledge thereof that thou hast not. That's it. That's it on 26. Uh-huh. That's all. That's verse 25, 
that was verse 25. Without eyes, thou shalt want life. Profess not the knowledge, therefore, that thou hast not. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you, so what you're saying, Mother, you got a lot of them get out here, they'll learn a couple of verses and they'll get to talking, and they'll make errors, and they, by reading so many verses, they'll make a lot of errors, and you won't be able to catch them. Uh-huh. We see that with the doors. You're twisting up everything. You got everything out all the everywhere. The real teacher is saying, because they'll confess they know something, and they, and they really don't know it. They'll throw some things out there, and then when you correct them on it, they get the feeling hurt instead of taking correction and moving on. Uh, mother, <laughs> back up and read verse 14 for those fear, mother. Verse 14 for those fear. What do that 314 say, mother? Mother East. Uh, Sirach chapter 314. For the relieving of their father shall not be forgotten. And instead of sin, it shall be added to be of the earth. So... If you if they do right, mother, we can do what to a mother. What, what can we do for them if they do right, mother? What can they do for them if we if they do right? We can do what for you if you do right, mother. Yeah, we can be you up. Yeah, we can be you up. But but you gotta do right. See, if you do right, we can build you up. But it starts if you do right. That's the point. See, if you don't do right, then everything we saying to you, it's gonna get past you. You know, like like the big dignitary they love to say, Well, well, aha, I got you now. But see, you you come on the broadcast to you catch those seeing something, but you're not gonna do right and that's why it's gonna get past you. And I'm gonna get a case in point, do right. But what that's supposed to mean by if they do right. What is, what is, how do you know when you're doing right? Hey, Elder, Mr. Kill, get those things out. Let's find out how do we know that when we're doing right. Let's go to when Paul cornered up Timothy. I mean, yeah, Timothy. He cornered him up, Elder. And he, and he said something to him. And let's see what he's saying in 1 Timothy 6, verse 11 down to verse 14. You know, let's find out. He, you know, Timothy and Titus, they was the one that going to carry on after Paul. So they had a great charge over them to do some damage in the word of Yahweh. So Paul is going to corner up Timothy and Titus, tell them something that we can read. And 1 Timothy chapter 6, Verse 11 to 17, Elder. Let's, let's um, take care of that, and we'll find out what's going on here. Come on. First Timothy, chapter 6, reading verse 11 to 17. 11 says, But thou, O man of Yahweh, flee these things, and follow after righteousness, 
Yahwaliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, love. Fight for the good, flight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and have and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Thirteen. I give thee charge in the sight of Yahweh, who quicken all things, and before Yahweh the Son, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. Fourteen, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Yahweh the Son. Fifteen, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and the only preliminate of the king of the only potentate. He said, in his time, if you keep this commandment, he's going to show you that he is the only potentate. Come on, Adam. Potentate. The only potentate and the king of kings and the Lord and the Yahwahs of Yahwahs. 16. Who only have immortally dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto. Who no man have have seen. Who only have immortality. This is the only guy that have immortality. Yahwah. I said that. Okay. Your pastor don't have it. Don't all one have this immortality? Look at that definition of young line, and let's hear that definition of this word. Are you letting you know your pastor don't have it? Your pope, your cardinal do not have it. It says he only have this long great word. So he, so we, so we try to build you up to understand the only one. That can have immortality is what you read now. The one is King of Kings of Yahweh. Everybody else is saying they can do everything for you. After you close your eyes, they are bewitching you. They are bewitching you, and it's a price to pay if you continue where they say they can do something for you. After you will get him down. Now he's letting you know he's the only one got that business to take care of. And matter of fact, Hallelujah. Um, okay. When we get through reading that, mother, in the fifth chapter, in the fifth chapter of Saint John, we're gonna look at start it off in one through five. Then the young lion will come behind you and get. Six down to about sixteen. We're gonna find out something. See what he trying to tell you. If you want me to intervene, you have to recognize what I'm saying out of my Bible. The only one got immortality is. And what's the definition of that word? Uh, young lion and elder in the background. Uh, to bag it up. What's that definition of that word to say he only got this word? Come on. All right. Immortality. 
the ability to live forever, eternal life. You see that? He's the only one that live forever that have eternal life. So anytime your preacher tell you about that he can get you from one place to the next, he'll overstep his boundary. He'll lie to you. If he tell you he can get your, your, your loved one that's stuck with purgatory between, that's stuck between heaven and earth, he'll lie to you. He'll be with you. So once you find out you've been bewitched by your your pope, your cardinals, and the bishops, it's up to you to make your move then and there. If you decide to see the truth and remain in that environment or have loved ones in that environment, environment and you tell them nothing about it, according to Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1 and 17, I'm going to get him anyway. But I'm going to get you for being in that number. So you see the price you got to pay. So if, if you have to take your pips out and sneak behind them and blackjack inside the head and pull them out, you have done your part. If they go back, so be it. But you have to be able to understand one thing. He lied to you. If you continue to receive that lie and don't do nothing about it, when time comes for him to get the Pope and the Cardinals and the bishops, the shepherds and the pastors, he's going to get you too. Because you sitting around mm-hmm. in that number. You got it? Good. Now, what are we getting ready to read? Yeah. Okay, we got John, John chapter 5, verse 1 to 5, and uh, mm-hmm. 6 to yeah. 16. Yeah, okay. Well, um, Elder, Elder, you were through, you were through reading what you were reading, Elder? Hey, Elder, what you do? What you what you was reading, Elder? Where are you, Elder? Okay, Mother, just go up to the fifth chapter, Mother. Let's go to Saint John chapter five. Saint John chapter five, verse one to five. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Let's see what we can get out of this. Let's see what we can get out Thank of Saint John chapter one, chapter five, one through five. What, what can we get out of this, Mother? Saint John chapter five, verse one to five. Verse 1, after this, there was a feast of the Yachtah Judah, and Yahweh went up to Yachtah Judah. Verse 2, now there is at Yachtah Judah by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, that having five portions. Verse hey, hold on, Mama. Hey, Mother, hold that point. Hold that point. Um, get down to verse number 17. Give me 17. Give me 17 down to um, verse number 20. And y'all line, pick up at 21 all the way. We're going to be in and out all the way for quite a long time in this. So pick up at verse 21, down line. I'll be in and out when he yes, has what to say. But Mother, pick that up at, at verse number 17 to 20. Take a job there, Mother. Come on. Well, you want me to start at 17? 
Okay. John chapter 5, verse 17 to 20. Verse 17. And entered into a ship and went over the sea. Hold on, Mother. No, no, no. no, no. Look at 17 real carefully. Thank God, 5, verse 17. Look at it real carefully. 5, verse 17. I skipped two minutes, eight. (laughs) Okay. Thank God, chapter. 5, verse 17. But Yahweh answered them, My father worketh here too, and I work, verse 18. Therefore the Yahweh do the salt the more to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that Yahweh was his father, making himself equal, with Yahweh. Verse 19. Then answered Yahweh and said unto them, Truly, truly, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he see the Father do. For what thing soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Verse 20. But the Father loved the Son and showed him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these that ye may marvel. Hold that point there, the young line, we get in there. So they see what's out here. So they said that he makes himself equal to the Father. No, he didn't. That was their, that was their own ideology or their understanding. He never made himself mm-hmm. equal to the Father. He tell me, right. bottom line, my Father is greater than me. And everything I'm doing is that the Father has ordered me to do so. But see, they'll mm-hmm. twist that even to this day. That's why you got to recognize Because I said, 
I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. So you see, how many times he got to say that although although Mother and St. John 543, how many times he got to say that? See, how many times he got to say that? St. John 543. St. John 543. Mm-hmm. St. John 543. I am come in my Father's name. And you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. So you know, when he came into this world, he came in who name? Hey, mother, mother, who name did he come in? Come in his father's name. He come in his father's name. And he just told you his father is what? Greater than he. Greater than so he. Mm-hmm. But, but they will come and Christian and have him, like you just said here, you making yourself equal with him. He ain't never said that. That's you saying that. See, you passing that on. He never said that. He gives his father all the props it is because, you know, this whole work is about the father. And he was chosen to be a servant to the father to take care of his business. And just like we've been chose to be a, a servant to the father, to the son, to take care of his business. And all we do is doing what this man saying to break these precepts down so when you can be to tell what you're running into as soon as they open their mouth. Because they ain't got the order right. Yaqua is not in anything that is in order. So oh, if we don't know the order of this thing, on what are you going to do and how are you going to do according to order, we're going to be all over the place. And then we'll continue saying, man, have immortality. Just like the Catholic Church says, they can get you from hell up to heaven and purgatory. Now you'll find out that's a devil. That is bewitching the people. The only one who has immortality is the son. To be able to do the thing, not the Pope, not the Cardinals, not the Christian pastors. That's why you have to know these things, and you have to make a judgment in your own mind. Is you going to continue to hear that folly and go down with them, or you just going to get in line with the truth? Got it? Good. All right. We got all that out the way. Now we can go back to the young line, back to the fifth chapter, and and see when he received all this immortality, who gave it to him? If he already has got the up, and he is, and he is what they say he is, according to Christians, then why, what's going on here? We watching how this thing come to pass of the power he received, and he telling you. So he received, Father, is greater than him. So we fit to watch some things unfold in the fifth chapter. And the young lion going to pick up at verse number 21. And listen, and listen to all this good talk. And we're going to be cutting in, young lion. So when you read boldly with that base, we might cut in on any given time. So be, be, be big ears along with some powerful reading. Come on. Verse 21. Hallelujah. 
right, the book of John, chapter 5, verse 21 reads, For as the Father raised up the dead, and quicket them, even so the Son quicket whom he will. Mm-hmm. Verse 22, For the Father judges no man, but had committed all judgment unto the Son. <laughs> Verse 23, That all men shall honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honored not the Son, honored not the Father, which has sent him. Go to that part. Verse 22. Go to that part. Read, read verse 22 again now. Read 22 again now, y'all. Book of John, chapter 5, verse 22, reads, For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. Mm-hmm. Verse 21, For as the Father raised up the dead, and quicket them, even so the Son quicket whom he will. So the Son, it quicket who in your line? What, what do the Son do according to the last line? The Son do what? Quicket whom he will. Sick 
of the pots. Arise and take up thy bed and go unto thee unto thine house. Make uh-huh. verse seven. Seven. And he arose and departed to his house. Eight. Mm-hmm. Good. So now, where did um? He said, "Do you know that he got power to forgive sin?" This man mm-hmm. had a sickness is a sin. What mm-hmm. they had may have a palsy. Palsy. Palsy it will cause you to be thumbing all around all the time. You're always staggering around. That's palsy. You know, you all, you know, you feel weak. They weak all the time. Thumbing bumming all around. But we found out that's a sin. And Yahweh said, I got a problem to give sin. And what he did, he healed the man from, from palsy and told him, let's show you down here, you're right. Pick up your bed and walk with it. He, he, before we got there, all he could do was lay in his bed. He was stumbling mm-hmm. all around, stumbling and bumbling around. But Yahweh blessed him and said, look here, I got this power. Yahweh gave me this power to do so. Now, see that? So now, Elder, we're going to precept these men. And see, that's why we're trying to tell you, you have to really look at the one that's standing before you. Now, they said in a mind that this man is committed Read verse 3 again, uh, Elder, 9, verse 3. What what they say in their 9? Matthews 9, 3. What they say out of their 9? Verse number 3 says, And behold, a certain, a certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemed. This man has committed blasphemy. This man is blaspheming. They say it in their mind. Okay, let's precept that elder to Mark chapter 2, verse 5 through 7. See, let's, let's pick up on this right here, and let's see them say it again. See, remember, all the disciples, the followers of Yahweh, they were there. They witnessed the thing, and they came with it. So they, they, they had uh, big ears and a little mouth, and they were watching the interaction was going on. Mark chapter 2, 5 through 7. Elder, what's going on, Elder? In the book of Mark chapter 2, reading verses 5 to verse number 7, 5 says, When Yahweh the Son saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. 6. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Seven, why did this man thus speak blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but only Yahweh? Ain't that something? Wait a minute. Wait a minute, are So you see the religious leader said, they said again, mm-hmm. in your mind, who can forgive sins but Yahweh? This man's committing blasphemy. He meant the blasphemy. Wait a minute. We got a man over there called himself the Pope, and he got a confession booth, and you tell him what you did, and your sins are forgiven. Wait a minute. 
You mean, and they have men's rotate. They have one do so many hours and another man come behind it. They, the compassion booth will be going on while the third is going on. So they got a man after man. When he gets tired of hearing you lying and paying all your money, another man take his place. But they said, can't no man forgive nobody's sin. But Yahweh. Now, I know that the Catholic Church and the Christian Church, which the Catholic is the head of the Christian Church, I know they don't read this verse. So how if they continue to be with you because they ignore these verses? And they tell you you don't need them. They don't go there. See that? They'll stay away from these verses to put the bike on them, and you'll never hear these verses unless you hear it on the six and on the captain brought over to his life. Can't no man forgive your sin. <laughs> the father gave this to the son. So if you want to spend any money at a confession booth, then you know you have been bewitched. Huh? You've been, you've been bewitched. They have bewitched you because that ain't happening. Now, you're going to read one more and see what Luke said, the position. The position. What did Luke say in the fifth chapter? And you, and you know, 90% of the northern kingdom of Israel is Roman Catholic. 95%. I ain't go higher than that. Shoot. I might go higher than that. The northern kingdom of Israel, they don't know where they are, period. They is in the Catholic Church like sardines is packed in a can. Then the Pope put them up there a can of the woman called Guadalupe. And they'll sit them in the room mm-hmm. and teach them Christianity. They'll put a statue of Guadalupe and a baby with some shade of brown on them just a little bit. Light brown. And you be sitting in that room watching that statue. Not good. But you thinking that that religion you in called the Catholic Church. Guadalupe. You have been bewitched. And you will go to the confession booth and he'll tell you how your sins can be or what you got to do. You see that? And that's how they make merchandise out of you. Before your eyes. Now, you're going to read what the, the position says in Luke chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. Watch your elder kick out the bed. Luke chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. Elder, come up. Luke chapter 5. Reading verse 20, verse number 21. 20 says, And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. 21. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but Yahweh alone? Yeah, it is. 
The one they call today Papa in over there in the Vatican City. Mm-hmm. He has bewitched them, and that's the largest Christian, top of the Christians. They have bewitched them even to this day. They have been bewitched even to this day. And we find out that the largest organization have bewitched. They got a, I don't know, is it? Matter of fact, El, can you find out how long is, is the, the confession book? Can you find can you ask the phone how long is confession book? Seven days a week or certain hours? Can somebody tell me how long is the confession book that they have a man in place to forgive him? Can you ask that old, that old telephone how long? If confession booth set up to forgive sin, because we know the lines be long, because everybody knows they have done some kind of sin. So who will tell us here how long is the confession booth? Come on. Anybody else How long? How long? How long is it open? Yeah, how long is it open? Is it, is it um, like a gas station 24 hours? Or is certain hours you can come and can you, can you, can you find out for the national audience? Because I know some people who do be going on while service service going on, but is it so many hours they do and they set it down or, or do they run it around the clock? So what I want to know for the national audience how long is the confession booth available for you to come in there and tell them what you did and he'll tell you how much you got to give him and then your sins is forgiven. <laughs> well, from what I understand, in the, big, in, in the big church, they don't lock the door. If you go in there and uh, the priest might be in his own room, but uh, when you find out somebody in the confession booth, uh, he ain't going to stay in his room. He's going to come out there, and uh, he's going to jump in there behind the curtain 24 hours because you know um, Machine Gun Kelly or either Elliot Ness or any one of the other gangsters might be coming in to make that confession. And he's going to add to his passing offer. That's 24 hours, uh, Brother Sia. And the time they uh, need to confess everything is uh, 15 minutes. Say everything you got to say in 15 minutes. Oh, so you got 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have did, then after your confession, they'll tell you what price you got to pay. Then once you have fulfilled that obligation, then that man will say from the Pope and the Cardinal, son, your sins is forgiven. Is that right, Elder? Yep, they give you a step-by-step procedure of how to do your confession. It's called uh, sacraments of penance, reconciliation, reconciliation for what you have done. Reconcile. Okay. All right. Now let's now let's investigate that by Young Lion. We know you're holding the fifth chapter, Young Lion, but we won't go to Isaiah 43. 
Y'all Yes, sir. I just, I'm look at 1, 2, 3, 10. 1, 2, 3, 10, 14, and mother, and, and 1, 3, 1, down to verse 3, get down to 10, 14, 22 to 25. Okay, good. Then, mother, I want you to swing up, mother, mother Enoch. Hell means Sarah chapter 7, verse 6, 14, and 17. Had that waiting on me, Mom. Hell means chapter 7, verse 6, 14, and 17 waiting on me. And they'll pick it right back up at 28 to 31 out of this 7 chapter. Now I'm going to run back and hear me something, and then, then we're going to expound on it. Remember, we expound on it for the 900,000 plus on the international side. We get ready to find on something. Now, we heard a lot, so now we found the com- confession booth of the Catholic Church. It's 24 hours. So whenever you feel that you need to repent and have your sins removed, it, in case you got something to do, and so remember this is what time you're going to do it, we got always got a man waiting on you to hear what you got to say and tell you how much money to put in that box. Then tell you, my daughter or my son, your sin is forgiven. Then he goes skipping on up out of there. Right? Good. Now, let's do a little reading there, young line. Let's see what we got. Come on. But guys, there is here, chapter 43, verse 1 to 3. Got down 10, 14, 22 to 25. Isaiah 6, chapter 43, verse 1 reads, But now thus said Yahweh that created you, O Israel, and he hath formed you, O Israel, fear not, I have redeemed you, I have called you by your name. You are mine. Verse 2, When you have passed through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk it through the fire, you shall not be burnt. Neither should a flame kindle upon you. Verse 3. For I am Yahweh, your Yahweh, the righteous one of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Sheba for you. Get down verse 10. You are my witnesses, said Yahweh. And my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no Yahweh form, neither should there be after me. Verse 14. Thus said Yahweh, your Redeemer, the righteous one of Israel. For your sake, I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles. And the child is, whose cry is in the ships. Get down, verse 22 to 25. Verse 22 reads, Which has not called upon me, O Israel, but you have been weary of me, O Israel. Verse 23, You have not brought me the small cattle of your burnt offerings, neither has you honored me, with your sacrifices. 
and have not caused you to serve with an offering, nor weary me with incense. Verse 24, you have brought me no sweet cane with honey, no sweet cane with money, neither has you filled me with the fat of your sacrifices, which you have made me to serve with your sins. You have weary me with your iniquities. Verse 25, I even, I am he that blotted out your transgressions. For my own sake, I will not remember your sins. Oh. Again, when they said that he was blaspheming, Isaiah has already said that um, in prophecy there, I am he that blotted out your sins. I'm the one to do it. So he was already laid out, and the religious leaders of that day, they knew the instruction. Now, one thing about them, they knew the verses. They knew that all I can blot out sin is Yahweh. And that's why they said to Son, you blaspheme Because all I can do it is Yahweh can blot out sin. Now, by you told that the foundation is no count anymore, you will go to a 24-hour confession booth and let a man that you can't see that got permission from the Pope and the Cardinals and the bishops and the pastors to have you sit in the booth, hear what a man got to say, and he give his Hail Marys and pack that suitcase and you tell him after it's all said and done, when everything is dead, son or daughter, your sin is forgiven. That's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. So they knew that. They knew that right here, that all the one can forgive sin is Yahweh. So they were right when they said, this man's committing blasphemy. <laughs> but they forgot what we read in St. John chapter 5, the father gave him that power. The, the father gave the son the power to do that. And Yahweh had Isaiah to write in 4, 3, 1, 2, and 3. He said, I will be with you when you get caught up. So he's saying, I will be with you, but you're not, you're not nobody will never reach to you. But voice number two is right. Matter of fact, read that again. And, and mother, hold what you got, mother, for a minute. Back up, mother, to second book of Samuel, chapter four, chapter seven, verse four through nine. Hold what you got, mother. Hold that door to hell and get that one. You know, what I had on my mind and what was given to me, he said, no, we're going to alter that a little bit. Mother, back up to second Samuel, chapter seven, four through nine. But young lion, come back again and read me the fourth third chapter. Hey, Elder, give me eleven verse three, Elder, a song. Elder, Mr. Tell, give me eleven verse three. What it say, Elder? Mr. Tell, what it say? Okay. In Psalms eleven verse three. Okay, in the book of Psalms. We're looking at uh, chapter 11, 
reading from verse number three. And, and three says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I got happy. He kind of picked your robe a little bit. And <laughs> when you found <laughs> if your foundation mm-hmm. be destroyed, what can the righteous do? <laughs> he said your foundation is no way possible. You're being listened to led by the folks. But your foundation then cracked because all I want you to give sin, according to Isaiah's fear, is Yahweh. You don't want you to give sin. Not the Pope, not the Cardinals, not the Bishop, not the Pastor. You can't forgive no sin. So you'll pay that money and you spending your money. Hold up, hold up, let me let me uh get a precept on that. Um, now, Mo, we know you got. We let the young lion grab that one block on the elbow. He uh take care of a little business with Rover. Now, mother, I mean, young lion, give me fifty-five, one, two, and three. Uh, Isaiah. If we talk about Isaiah here, what did Isaiah say? Mm-hmm. And fifty-five, one, two, and three. Can you have those three out for the national audience? What did yes, sir. the spirit tell Isaiah the fear in 55, 1, 2, and 3? What did he say there, young lion? Isaiah the fear, chapter 55, verse 1, 2, and 3. Isaiah 55, verse 1. Ho, everyone that is thirst, that thirsteth, come ye to the water, and ye that have no money, come ye, buy and eat, yea, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Verse 2, therefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not. Hearken digitally unto me, and eat, eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Verse 3, and plan your ear, and come unto me here, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even with even with the sure mercies of David. I guess that. Have you noticed? Oh, yeah, my fact, have you ever noticed that as a Christian, when they leave the church, they when they leave the church. They did, they head to buffets, all they can eat and everything. Because they'd be so hungry behind what they heard. Because those demons on road on road for the last three, four hours. And that's why you see every time they leave, they so hungry, they stop. They don't labor for nothing, but they be starving, they be so hungry. Yeah. They be trying to get to some buffet, and they got a buffet that a Chinese came up with. And told them, Pastor, let you eat free, and your members got to pay. And they eat up everything and get their mouth off. Because it's them demons of them sucked all the lot, sucked them down with that bad teaching. And them demons are rolling them all the way up in there, and they so hard, they, they spit 
seed trying to get something because the demons been worn down, and so we find out. Now come on back, young lion, and give me that forty-three, one, two, two, one, two, and three for mother. Mother already got back in Samuel, chapter seven, four through nine, waiting on me. Now come on back again, and give me that forty-three, one, two, and three. You watch, you watch those that come out of the Christian church. Watch how they be seen to go get something Because them things are going to be on warm down so bad. I remember one of the elders talk about that a long time ago. If them things are mm-hmm. jumped on them so, so heavy in them, in them churches, boy, they want to eat up everything and get their hand on And that's why they come up with the buffet for you, especially Sunday discount. And all the big restaurants have got the Sunday discount so you can work that demon down a little bit. That demon will be on wool you down on that wrong day. I'll be a four and three, one, two, and three. Bring it again there. Y'all lying. Come on. Isaiah to see it, chapter 43, verse 1, 2, and 3. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1, read. But now, thus said Yahweh, that created you, O Israel, and he that formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by your name. You are mine. Verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk it through the fire, you shall not be burnt, neither should a flame kindle upon you. Verse 3. For I am Yahweh, your Yahweh, the righteous, pure one of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Sheba for you. So you see, mm-hmm. Here for your foundation, but if you don't have any foundation, you really believe that the Christian can do anything for you, and that's why I got purgatory and everything else for you, because you really believe a Christian can tell you something about just a Jaguar. You just have to read that, that don't work. I mean, according to point three one, unless Isaiah received from the wrong and and them spirits see from the Son, the Son got from the Father. That's the absolute. The only one going to save you is what you just got to read. Now watch Mother come behind that. In Second Samuel, chapter 7, verse 4 through 9. Watch, watch old Mother Eve still the deal. Come on, Mother. Second Samuel, chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Verse 4. And he comes to pay. Um, Yes. Chapter 7, verse 4 through uh-huh. 9. Yeah. Second Samuel, chapter 7, verses 4 through 9. Verse 4. And it came to pass that night that the word of the Yahweh came unto Nathaniel, saying, Verse 5. Go and tell thy servant David. Thus said the Yahweh, shall thou build me a house for me to dwell in? Verse 6. Verse, I have not dwelled in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt. 
even to this day, but have walked in in a tent and in a tabernacle temple. Verse 7. And all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, speaking I a word with any of the tribes of Israel whom I command to feed my people, Israel, saying, Why be a me not why be a e not me a house of freedom? Verse eight. And therefore so shall thou say unto my servant David, Thus said the Yahweh of hosts, I took thee from the sea coast, from falling the sea, to be ruler over my people Israel. Verse 9. And I was with thee, whatsoever thus went, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. Uh-huh. Hey, you gonna take a shot at verse eight and nine, Elder? Hey, you gonna take a shot at uh, verse eight and nine, or you wanna pass it on to the young line? Take a shot at it. That verse eight and nine. What is that saying, there, Elder? Or you gonna take a shot at it or pass it on? I'll pass it on and sit in the learning chair. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, well, hey, young line, what, what, is, what is he saying in verse 8 and 9? Remember, okay, now, remember, verse eight. remember, hold on there, young line, you remember what we just got to read out of 43? Let me tell you something, I'm going to say something again. A lot of, for the elderly that's on the broadcast, you got elderly parents or whatever, do you know that it's just like, if you sit in a wheelchair or whatever, you sit and you don't use your legs, your legs are just uh, collapsed on you. You know, it gets weak and weak unless you exercise your legs, right? That's the same thing about the brain. The reason why our elderly loved ones get dementia or all type of problems because they do not exercise their brain. You cannot exercise your brain by when you always sit up on the ministry, that everything they saying, you've been heard it before, and they regurgitate the same thing, so that'll cause you to not use your brain, so your brain, just like you're sitting in a wheelchair, it, it, it's not going to, you're going to start forgetting things, you know why? Because you're not exercising your brain. Now, how you exercise your brain is through this word. A person can be 90, 95, 100, 85, whatever. If you exercise your brain, but this guy exercise your brain by looking at a verse right here and precepting the verse, making your brain now, stimulating your brain. But if you go into a Christian place and everything you're going to hear, you heard it already. What do you put your brain? It's just like you sit in the chair. And then all of a sudden you get up and you, your legs collapse on you. That's what caused dementia in our elderly loved ones. 
they're not stimulating their brain. Everything they say in Christendom is what they are regurgitate back in the past. So no growth is in their brain, meaning their brain is not working. And it's, how I forget the now, child. I just can't remember like I knew. You know why you can't remember? Because you're not exercising your brain. And how you exercise your brain is by when the young lion look at this eight and nine, that verse was pulled back forward from what we read in the book of Isaiah 43. It's what Isaiah pulled it from. See, when you when you can remember precepts, then your brain is exercised. Then you will not be short of memory at all. You'll be stronger because what will be working on you more is that is your brain. Your brain will be oh, more yeah, stronger than your life. But that's yeah, the well. game changer you don't know. They might have to tote you into the place, but your brain is running like brand new money. Why? Because you doing the precept. See now, the older you get, the more you exercise your brain, your brain will be running a marathon. But that's why you see so many in the Christian church and they love ones just absent-minded, forgetful. And they'll say, oh, child, you know, I just got old. No, no, no. Moses didn't start his ministry until he was 80 years old. And Moses talked for the next 40 years until until let the people wind down. Listen, your brain will continue to function at a higher rate if you exercise your brain. And all the way you exercise your brain, brain, you've got to precept your Bible. But the only ministry that's going to precept the Bible and give you absolute is voice of true Israelite. Like you did now. That's what has your brain sharp. It's not going to do with your age. If you can remember a precept, that's the sign of you exercising your brain. If you got a verse on the table, like what Mother just got through reading in First Samuel seven, Second Samuel seven, verse eight and nine, and we let the young lion read the forty third chapter one, two and three. He said, "I will be with you when you get in the type." Now we see Isaiah pull that from right here, telling David, David. My servant, he told the seer, tell her, hey, seer, you go and tell David, my servant, I took you from the sheep coat. And every time you needed me to whoop somebody and bust somebody up, I did it for you. Remind him of it, that I, I'm the one bust up everybody. And remind him that I'll cut off all your enemies, and I'll make you a great man in the earth. See that? This is how your loved one can get a brain back together. See verse right here? Yes. Read. What's the precept to that verse? What is that? Then you show them the precept. Then you ask them again. Mother, you see that verse right there? Yes. What's the precept to that verse? I can't think about it yet. Okay, good. 
Now, when they say they can't figure it out yet, that means they're working their brain. Now they brain going to try to figure out what do you say. Now you're giving your mother, your father, that got old timers where you you giving them a chance to be sharper in a lot of age through the brain because now you're making them work the brain muscle. You can't make them work the brain muscle by in Christianity because Christianity got you thinking you can go on the wrong day and then now you can take your money and take it to a confession booth about purgatory. They can raise the dead up and put them in heaven. Your brain ain't working on that. Your brain is generating. But if you want to get your mother's brain or your father's brain or any of your elderly to work, have them listen to your voices of the true Israelites. And then have and watch it. Them show you that every verse is a precept verse. And guess what that be working while they're sitting in that chair? They brain. And they brain them just so sharp. They be saying some things. Do you know um in such such a birth that is, you know what they know now? Now they're working their brain. Now they can count their money better. Now everything's coming back to them now. Now they ain't selling all around. Because they doing the exercise of the brain. You got it good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, so and that eight verse nine, we don't need that long, we'll talk enough about it. A mother skip down to verse twenty two and twenty three. And look what he said in twenty two and twenty three. I'll get enough on it, so we ain't got to go no further on that. Look what he said in verse twenty two and twenty three. That's the help help when you start visiting the elderly and you see they thumbing all around, can't remember where they put the nothing at. So the reason why uh and the greatest legacy you can tell them. You know why you follow around? Because you you are, you're a Christian. You you just everything that preacher said to you already heard it fifty years ago, so your brain ain't got no need to work. Because when you go into a Christian church, the pastor read one verse and close the Bible, you might put the Bible back in the bag, right? Then he talk and run around and sweat for three hours. Ain't no more and ain't, ain't nothing else. So let's do for your brain. Your brain is decreased. Your brain decreased. Now you got all mm-hmm. all all old timers, all timers, what they call it, dementia. You got all kind of problems in the brain. You know why? You know why? You're not exercising the brain. The, the members of the six anointed camps, the ones that follow along. They sharp. You know why they sharp? So they can tell you what the priest up there. Boom, boom, boom. Guess what they exercise? The brain. Guess what they not a never catch? It's dementia in the brain. Why? Size in the brain. That's good. Mother skipped out of verse 20 to 22. Verse 20 to 22. We'll make it 22 and, make it 22 and 23. Thank you, Mother. See that? There you go. Second Samuel, Second Samuel, chapter seven. Yeah. Second Samuel, chapter seven, verse twenty-two and verse twenty-three. Verse twenty-two. Wherefore, thus are great, O Yahweh, for that is no unlike thee. 
Neither is there any Yahweh beside thee. According to all that we have heard of our ears, verse 23, and what one nation in the earth is like thy people, even like Israel, whom Yahweh went to redeem for a people to himself and to make him a name and to do for you great things and terrible for thy land before thy people, which thus redeemed to to thee from Egypt, from the nation, and there Yahweh. Who will take a shot at verse 23? Now, verse 23, hey, yo, take a shot at that, Israel, take a shot at verse 23. Or pass it on. Okay, Second Samuel. Second Samuel. What chapter on verse twenty three? Yeah, take a shot at I'll pass it on to the young line. Okay, I'll pass it on. I missed the chapter. What's that saying? What's that saying, young line, in verse twenty three? Okay, in verse twenty three, what is it saying? It there's no other nation uh, like unto his people Israel. <laughs> so who he redeem a people to himself, which make a name and do great things and terrible things for his people Israel, who he redeem out of Egypt and from the other nations. Hey, so that means when we get on the right side of the Bible and when we read John 3.16, then we know you're not breaking it down according to the Bible. You're going to break it down by parity. So your brain is not going to work. So when you read John 3.16, the, the Lord God, Jesus Christ, loved the word, he gave his only begotten son, and we'll believe it. You got, you got eternal life. So when you're reading John 3.16, and you and you go from the parity of Christianity, you say he loved everybody. And when you read the, the foundation of it, he specifically telling you the one nation. See, here's what the foundation, the one nation. The one nation. Oh, yeah. The one nation. And he put a name on the one nation called Israel. So so you know when they read John 3.16 and read all out of proportion, you know if you, when your brain kick in, you say, no. Uh, in the seventh chapter, verse 23, no, this was... Uh, Talking about the children of Israel, the one nation he redeemed that came out of Egypt. Now, so now when you precept that verse, you line to what? That's when your brain working. Second Ezra 2 1. Read it. Now, watch this. Now, what you just got, what Mother just got to read in 7, verse 2 and 3. Now, the seer knew you knew this verse. So when he read this verse, you probably, you already know about seven twenty three. Watch this. Second Ezra two one. What does it say? Young line. I'll be going to Second Ezra to see it, chapter two, verse one. Second Ezra to see it, chapter two, verse one. Read. 
Thus said Yahweh, I brought this people out of bondage. I have gave them my commandments by my servants and seers, whom they would not hear, but despise my counsel. Now, see, now how your brain will work by reading Sacramento 2 1 and you exercise your brain, you know exactly what this people you're talking about. So now your brain is stimulating. So now your brain is, is exercising and it ain't going to, you know, to be caught up in a mental situation. Because when they read Sacramento 2 1, we know Samuel saying, he put a man on people he's talking about. So Ezra didn't have to say the same thing he said because they already had their brain working and they know he was holding way back here. So now it's you now exercising your brain. You sit in the seat and you stimulate your brain through the precept. So you kept the elderly people that know the gut says Yahweh. They so sharp in the brain, I believe legs might can't move as fast as they once were. They are, but their brain is sharp because they know exactly who we as we're talking about by knowing what was in seven twenty-three. Now you're stimulating your brain. You ain't got to worry about your loved ones being. Did they forget the lock to go? Did they forget to uh, take the keys out of mission? Did they forget to turn off? You ain't got to worry about all that. If you have them exercising their brain, they brain is sharp. They'll know, oh, I'm trying to turn the stove back on. Oh, because you might say, Mama, you know how you don't be cooking nobody around, Mama. You know how you suddenly sit down and forget about all that? Oh, child, I don't got old. But if you have your mama to precept this Bible, your mama will know. Your daddy or no, Uncle Buck or no, if you let them stimulate their brain through the precept, they exercise in their brain. Then you ask them anything, they'll come with it. Pop, pop, pop. Got it? All right. So now, young man, give me Hosea 11 verse 1. That's what I should say. See now, you can put, play this kind of game in the Bible with your loved ones and see who they get to, and they catch it. Guess what? They exercise in their brain. You ain't got to worry about leaving your mama, your daddy, Uncle Buck, uh, Uncle Johnny alone because their brain is is running by exercising through the precept. Watch this. Hosea 11. One. The book of Hosea, the seer, chapter 11, verse 1. When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. That's it. See that? So you see what Hosea said? He he put the name on it, and and Ezra didn't put no name on it, because the bottom line is he knew you knew that who he called out of Egypt, not the world he called out of Israel. Now, guess what? Three verses. If you ever take your mama, your daddy, or any senior citizen, and rehearse these three verses with them until they got it down pat, get what they're doing. They exercise and they brain. They brain will start waking up. 
But as long as you got them up in Christianity, they're going to get lost, slow in the brain, and they're going to say, well, you know I got old child. No, but not your brain. If you preach up your Bible, your brain don't get old. Moses was 120 years old. Mm-hmm. And look at this about Moses. Let me just pull it out real quick. Let me show you now. Moses is 120 years old now. And you know your little ones ain't no 120. Look what's said about Moses. Let's pull it out there, young lion. Go to the uh, the last book of Deuteronomy. Let me show you something. Moses was 120 years old. Let, let's see what what they said about Moses in 120. You know, I'm trying to tell you something. You know, you run off getting Doc Cook all this money to my two old, and you they forgetful. I can't, I can't leave Mama, Daddy, Uncle Buck. Uh, you know why? Because you're doing them a disservice. They're not showing them how you exercise your brain. You're doing. You had a therapist come over and move their leg every now and then, but what about their brain? Take them to church. They ain't exercising their brain going to no church. Go to the pastor, go tell you everything on the left side of the book is done away with. Their brain just as dead as a doorknob. And it's because of you. Now, let's go to Deuteronomy and read about Moses. Y'all lying? Let's see this yes, about old Moses. We're going to the 34th chapter. And now, let's, let's talk about old Moses. Let's see what he says about old Moses in Deuteronomy 34. And let's see what I want. Let's see what I want. If you get down a young line, what do I need when it talks about Moses? Pick it around by verse number. Pick it up in verse number 7, down to 12. Let's enjoy it. Well, we Come down to verse 12. Uh, we in Deuteronomy 34, 7. Down to verse 12. Listen good. Come on, y'all line. All right. The fifth book of Moses, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 34, verse 7 to 12. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 7 reads, And Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes was not dim, nor his natural force abated. Verse 8. And the children of Israel wept for Moses. What do you mean by his natural force wasn't abated? His mind was working. His body was working. The man, 120 I mean, years old, every part of his body yeah. was functioning. Because he's done a lot of walking, even the word of Yahweh. All the reason Moses died at 120 because he let people wear him down. But he said his brain was working. All of was working. His legs was working. Everything working on Moses at 120 years old. And you got now these old preachers ain't. Is in their early forties and bent over like a step. That's right. And they in their early forties. You see what's going on? You know what? Christianity is teaching you now. Moses is a hundred and twenty. He still can see, and nothing of his natural body was abased. Everything working on Moses. You see what's going on here? So you see what you're doing mm-hmm. by you bumming around with this Christianity and whacking your parents just, oh, I can't leave. I got to do this. I got. You know why? Because you won't help your parents by you getting the information, precepting your Bible, waking their brain up, 
And then you ain't got to worry about them leaving the stove on. They remember them that? Oh, that's the stove on. Nigga, let me get over here and turn that stove off. Oh, I, 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 I got my key. I left my key in the door. I, oh, okay, I got it. Check it out. You have to do all that? Yeah, I'm able to do all that because now I'm exercising my brain. When you precept your body, you're exercising your brain. You tell these, these Johnny's come lately, listen, if you want your parents to have a sharp brain, exercise the brain through the Bible, through the precept, not on stuff that they've already been known all their life. Make them precept that, and that makes the brain start working. They go to church and sit around and get more sleep. And get more sleep there, then and he and fact they know when you're hurt, they'll be hurt it already. But every time he comes this broadcast or voice of the truth life, you ain't know. Well, we don't outgrow that. You ain't outgrow nothing. It's just your wickedness have kept you down. You ain't outgrow the mm-hmm. understanding. Because I'm not nowhere near with the understanding Yahweh got. But I can help you get to where you got to get to. And get my blessing. But the reason why these elderly people is all messed up, got to have people come over, because you never told them. Mom, why don't you exercise? You got the service coming over. Why don't you uh, exercise your brain a little bit? Well, how can you do that, my child? We got to listen to voices of the two Israelites. They'll read a verse and they'll go over and preach up that Bible and guess what sort of moving? Your brain. Your boy didn't start waking up. Oh, I got something new. Brain start functioning. You killing your own people. As we speak. Let's get back to Moses again. Come on. Verse 7. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 7 again. Read. And Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes was not dim, nor was his natural force abated. Verse 8. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. Verse 9. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. And the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as Yahweh commanded Moses. Verse 10. So there arose not a seer since in Israel, like unto Moses, whom Yahweh knew face to face. Verse 11. And all the signs and the wonders which Yahweh sent him to do in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to his servants, and to all his land. Verse 12. And in all that mighty hand, and in all the great terror which Moses showed in the sight of all Israel. Amen. Now, now when your preacher, and all the years, they, they, they never read that. Your preacher ain't never read that and told you nothing, but no more you were Christian and go over there and pay them out time. Moses was 120 years old. Still seeing all around the corner, brain stopped. I don't think move Moses down with the people. He got tired of hearing them mm-hmm. complaints. Yahweh shut him down because you did understand my power. Moses, if I got you this far, Moses, I can get you further than that. But Moses got excited 
and make not much babbling when thou prayest. 17. Humble thyself great, for the vengeance of the unyakwali is fire and worms. 28. Mm. Remember that thou was begotten of them, and how canst thou recompense them and the things that they have done for thee? Verse number 31. Fear the Yahweh and honor the priest, and give him his portion as it is commanded thee. The, the first fruits and the trespass offerings. And the gift of the shoulders and the sacrifice of sanctification and the first fruits of the righteous things. Uh-huh. Hey, I'll read that again, Elder. Uh, the WCC saying, uh, tell the other, re- redo that again a little bit loud. I think they hand somebody else. Read that again, Elder. Uh, a little bit louder. The right, chapter 7, verse 6. 14, 17, 28, down to 31. Read that again, Elder. Okay, verses 6, 14, 17, 28 to 31. Verse uh-huh. 6, seek not to be judged, being not able to take away anything, at least at any time thou fear the person of the mighty and a stumbling block in the way of uprighteousness. 14. Use not many words in a multitude of elders, and make not much babbling when thou prayest. 17. Humble thyself greatly, for the vengeance of the unyakwali is fire and worms. 28 to 31. 28 says, Remember thou, remember that thou was begotten of them, and how canst thou recompense them and the things that they have done for thee? 29. Fear the Yahweh with all thy soul, and reverence his priests. Reverence. Reverence. Reverence his priests. 30. Love him that make thee of all thy strength, and forsake not his ministers. 31. Fear the Yahweh, and honor the priests, and give him his portion, as it is commanded thee. The first fruits, and the trespass offerings, and the gift of the shoulders, and the sacrifice of the sanctification, and the first fruits of the righteous things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Al, you gonna take a shot at at twenty-eight to thirty-one, or pass it on to the young lines of the mother, and take a shot at verse twenty-eight to thirty-one. You just got to read. <coughs> Al, you take a shot at that. Verse twenty-eight to thirty-one. You want to pass it on to the young lines of, of mother. <coughs> Pass it on. 
Come on, y'all. Hey, mother. Take a shot at that mother. Hey, mother. Take a shot at that mother, girl. Pass it on. 20, 31. You want to pass it on? Yes. All right, young lion. All right. Take a shot at that young lion. Verse 20, 31. All right. Verse 28 to 31. It says, remember, so you got to, um, verse 28 to 31. So it's saying here, you got to fear Yahweh with all your soul. You got to reverence his seers, anointed leadership, his seers. And it says, love him that made you with the strength. So you can't forsake not his minister. That means anointed leadership, his seers, his servants, his seers. It says, fear Yahweh. You got to honor the seer, anointed leadership. Honor the seer. You got to give him his portion. Means his first fruits. Getting of his first fruits of righteous things and a sin offer. The certifications of righteous things and to, to his seers. His portion. The first fruits. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that's what the mama do my precept that, young lion. And never forget it. When I'm gonna precept that. I'm gonna precept yes, that. Listen real good. I'm gonna precept that and to put a precept with what, he, what he's saying. Let's go to Sarah. Mm-hmm. And why it's so important what you just got to read. Listen what you get ready to read in the book of Sarah 4, verse 6. Then we're going to look at Sarah 20, verse 28. Listen real good what you get when I said, take a shot at verse 28 to 31. You've done it. You've done a great job. That was actually what you said. But here go the precept to this. Why? You said, why you broke down what you broke down, here goes the precept to it. Remember, like I said again, if you right. want your loved one to not be all oh, got old and they mind ain't getting right, then why don't you have your mama, your daddy, your uncle precept the Bible? If they precept the Bible, they start working the brain that's been sick now ain't doing anything. Long as your mama, your daddy, your your elderly people you know in Christianity, listen to the white man, sins of Esau, the Arabs, Islam, their brain is going to keep on deteriorating. You can get them to hear where you can stimulate your brain. Because remember, Islam only quote what Muhammad. Muhammad lied when he mm-hmm. lied for the children of Israel. He never tell you that. If they Muhammad learned, they first he had to learn from the children of Israel, then he concocted from that point on. That's mm-hmm. why he tell you if you commit a, a suicide bombing or whatever, you go on to heaven and then you uh, thirteen virgins. Why are you limited? Why are you limited to just thirteen? You go get as many as you want, according to it. See that's what I'm saying. Your brain is not moving. If you want your brain to move, have your mama self the Bible. Child, I don't know what it is. That could make them think. Guess what? The more you make your mama think, the more she exercises in her brain. It's just like sitting there on in a wheelchair and not moving your legs. And when they pick you up, you fall down. And that's why you had the therapies come by to, to move their legs a little bit, right? 
That's what a therapy comes. Mm-hmm. Why don't you have why don't you therapy they brain a little bit and watch how much peace you'll get if you therapy they brain by <clears throat> reaching the verse and say, what a precept to that? Now you got them to think. Your brain has been sitting still for years. What <laughs> says when the elder read 72230, now the kid on precept that. Sarah, 4 verse 6, listen good. The reason why he said what he said. Sarah, 4 6, what it say? The book of Sarah, chapter 4, verse 6 reads For if he curse you in the bitter of this soul, his prayer should be heard of him that made him. So if he curse you in the bit of his soul, his prayer will be heard by the one that made him. So his prayer will be heard by the one that made him. You know who made you, don't you? Yaquah. So if he you in the bit of his soul, then that person just ain't right. Yaquah said, well, I'm going to hear you, fear. <clears throat> Why? Now watch the precept. Sirach 20, verse 28. Listen to this. This will make your brain. Sirach chapter 20. Listen to this. 20, verse 28. Sirach chapter 20, verse 28. He that chilleth his land should increase his heat, and he that pleases great man should get pardon for iniquity. <clears throat> Read that. Take your time, your life. Read that again. Sirach, the chapter 20, verse 28 reads, He that tiller his land should increase his heat, and he that pleases great man should get pardon for sin. You know what he said? So if you read the anointed leadership, if you please the anointed leadership, <clears throat> if you praise him, you can get a pardon for your sins. If you please mm-hmm. him, you get a pardon from your sins. That's you in the bitter of their mind. <clears throat> so that's what he just got you breaking down. How you please anointed leadership, he tell you, seven. 7, reading verses 28 to 31. 28 says, Remember that thou was begotten of them. And how canest thou recompense them the things that they have done for thee? 29. Fear the Yahweh, all thy soul, and reverence of his priests. Reverence of his priests. 30. Love him that made thee with all thy strength, and forsake not his ministers. 31. Fear the Yahweh and honor the priests. 
and give him his portion, as is commanded of thee, the first fruits, and the trespass offering, and the gift of the shoulders, and the sacrifice of the sanctification, and the first fruits of the righteous things. <clears throat> now, now, after a question, don't that make your brain think? What you just got your ring, don't that stimulate your brain? Don't that make your brain be start to think? What you just got your <laughs> ring, don't that automatically make your brain start thinking? Start uh, trying to figure that out? Now you're exercising your brain. Now your brain is exercising by remembering what he says, which is the order from Yahweh in 7.20-31. That stimulates your brain to remember what. Now, young mind, break it down again, what you said in 28-31. Now, come on, young mind, again. All right. Sirach 7, 28-30. It said... It said, remember that which you have forgotten there, and recompense them the things that which you have done for you. There there, 29, it said, you fear, fear Yahweh with all your soul, and you got to reverence his fears, anointed leadership. You must reverence his fears. If you fear Yahweh, when you look, then when you, if you love Yahweh, you'll make, uh, you will take not his ministers, anointed leadership, which is the fears, if you love Yahweh. <clears throat> With all your strength, and if you fear Yahweh, you gotta honor the anointed leadership, the seer. You gotta give him his portion. Means his first fruits, the first fruits, and a trespass offering, and the gift for shoulders, the sacrifice, 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 sanctification, first fruits of righteous, pure things. So you gotta give anointed leadership. His portion is first fruits. If you fear and if you love Yahweh, then we precept that. Now, when you read Sirach 4, verse 6, now watch this. Now, watch what's working on you until you sit in the seat. But what's working on you is your brain. This is exercising your brain. Now, watch this. Sirach 4, 6. Sirach chapter 4, verse 6 reads. And if he curse you in the bitterness of the soul, his prayer should be heard of him that made him. So you see what your brain doing? Your brain said, God, don't. I ain't following none of this. He got the power to curse me and Yahweh on him? Now, what's working on you now? Mm-hmm. Your brain. What's, what's working on you now? Your brain. The power we put in the hand of leadership, if they decide to curse you for your low down wicked ways, what is that one thing on doing verse 6? Sirach chapter 4, verse 6 reads, And if he curse you in the bitterness of his soul, his prayer should be heard of him that made him. Hey, that chapter. You hear the man is Now, what's working on you behind that? Your brain. Now, Sirach 20, verse 28. You said, I didn't know that. You know what? Now your brain working. I didn't know that. Now your brain is working. Sirach 20, verse 28. Listen. Sirach, this here, chapter 20, verse 28 reads, He that tilled his land 
shall increase his heap, and he that pleases great man should get pardon for sins. You see that? <clears throat> the power is in the hand of anointed leadership to pardon your sins for being masterminded on what was said in 7, 20, 31. Yes, it's working on you. That we have heard it. As you lay down in your, and you walk around, drive your car, and walk the street, that hell going to stay in your brain, and guess what's going to be working on you? Your brain, your brain going to be working because now you're exercising your brain. <laughs> but I remember what the elder read in 7, 20 to 31. Don't forget about these chores you got to do for Yahweh. I mean, Yahweh. Power is an anointed one to say the one he had anointed. <clears throat> if they got a problem with you and they call on Yahweh about you, he's going to hear them. And they mm-hmm. got the power to forgive that sin of yours. Is that what we just got to read? I'm in Yahweh. So what's I'm working on you now? Your brain. you exercising mm-hmm. your brain. And that's the reason you come to this broadcast to exercise your brain. Come on, Mother Z, bring Mother in. As Mother you want to add to that or whatever you got to put on her? Exercise yeah. your brain. Huh? Mother Z, you want to add to that or bring in what the Almighty told you? So now we know how to exercise our brain. And that's why we get ain't gonna read a bunch of verses. When you're precepting, yeah, you work in your brain. If you remember what's written in seven twenty thirty one, <laughs> and you remember how to get to these Sarat four six and Sarat twenty twenty eight, yes, you mm-hmm. gave a workout. Your brain. Hey mother mother Z, travel y'all got do it. No class tomorrow, so that gonna have always Wednesday, but you go to town talk. And listen to the young line rehearse the right to Zach tomorrow at 8 o'clock. That's up to you. Come on, Mother Z, you're on the clock. Come on. I'm calling you. Mother Z, come on come on in and, and, and bring your part in, Mother <coughs> Z. You know you heard it through enough. You got plenty to say. Come on, Mother Z. What you got to tell this national audience over 900,000 strong and counting? Come on. Uh, Yahweh bless and keep you, see Israel, of all your seed. Hallelujah. Yahweh. Yahweh. Um, and, um, and, um, hmm. Isaiah chapter 53. Let me Nadia, mm-hmm. chapter fifty three, verse one. Isaiah chapter 53, 
Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1. Who has believed our report, and to whom is the arms of the Yahweh revealed? For he has, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root of a dry ground. He has, he had no, he had no farm, neither consolate, I don't know that word, seed, and when he, and when he shall see, and when we, I'm sorry, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Verse 3, he is despised, he was despised and rejected, a man, a man of sorrow, and accused with grief, and we hid as it was our faith from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Verse 4, surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrow, yet we did esteem him. Stricken, smitten of Yahweh and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Verse six: Are we like sheep have gone astray? We have turned every one to his own ways, and the Yahweh has laid upon upon him the iniquity of us all. Verse seven, and I'm stopping at seven. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before the shepherd. He is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. Hallelujah, Get no higher than that. But this right here, keep your brain sharp. Watch this. Mother, 514, bring it. St. John 514. 
the book of St. John, chapter 5, verse 14. Verse 14 reads, After Yahweh finished, after Yahweh findeth him in the temple, and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon thee. Yeah. So you said, but what, what, where you find him at, mother? In the temple. Now you've been made whole now. Sin no more. Let the worst thing come upon you. Now give me the biblical mm-hmm. definition of sin, mother, in the closing statement. Give me St. John chapter 3, verse 4, in the closing statement, mother. And he'll have me St. John chapter 8, 10, 11 waiting on me. And a closing statement, Elder. Come on, 
St. John, chapter 8, looking at verses 10 and verse 11. 10 says, When Yahweh the Son had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Had no man condemned thee? 11, she said, No man, Yahweh and Yahweh the Son said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. In the book of Luke, looking at chapter 4, verse 21. Verse number 21 says, And he began to say unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. Give him a close. Get out of here. Get out of well, I say no. Now, now, what's working? The brain. What's stimulating? The brain. Your brain hearing this. You ain't hearing nothing in Christianity. You, you, all you go there and get is long lost sleep on regurgitating things that been said all day long through cliches. Close them and elder, all yours come out. Hallelujah. I'd like to say that welcome and thank everybody for listening to the voices of the truth is the life. Well, you've seen and witnessed that you can get education from reading the scriptures, which will make you wise. Hallelujah. 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 chapter 7, verse 26 to 30. Mark chapter 7, verse 26 reads, The woman was a Greek, a, a South, South Phoenician by nation. A and she was Phoenician. Stopped. A Syrophoenician. The woman was a Greek. Yes. She was a daughter of Esau and the five sons. She was a Greek. The woman was mm. a daughter of Esau. The white, the white man, the white woman, you see. That's who she was. Go ahead. All right. Thank you, Dustin. Love correction. By nation. And she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. Verse 27. But Yahweh the Son said unto her, Let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dog. Verse 28, and she answered and said unto him, Yes, Yahweh, yet the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Verse 29, and he said unto her, For this saying, go your way, the devil is gone out of your door. Verse 30, and when she was gone, and when she was come to her house, she found the devil going out and her daughter, Laid upon the bed. Hey, that's something. You hear that? So when you talk mm-hmm. right, when you talk right, you recognize who you are and you recognize who you are. The woman was 
the daughter of Esau. She came for a blessing. He said, it's not right to take the blessing that gives the children of Israel and give it to the dog. Talking about Esau and the five sons. She said, true, I understand that, but I, I believe, I know the protocol, how it's supposed to go, talking right, going back home, his child didn't deliver. You see that? The thing is, and what was that pull from Exodus 11, 1 through 7, the close saying that young line? See, the Bible, see, if everybody know they roll, you know where to go get your blessing from. The woman understood. Always you can get a blessing from is the children of Israel. She knew that then, but now you know. Now you think you get it from A.A. Allen or somebody. <laughs> or the Pope of all. Exodus chapter 11, 1 through 7, the closing statement, young lines, all yours. I'm through with it. It's all on you to the, uh, to the, the bell sound. Exodus chapter 11, 1 through 7, it's all yours. I'm through with it. Come on. Book of Exodus chapter 11, verse 1 through 7. Exodus chapter 11, verse 1 reads, And Yahweh said it to Moses, Yet will I bring one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterwards, he will let you go hence. And when he will let you go, he shall surely thrust you out this altogether. Verse 2, Speak now in the ears of the people, and let every man bow his neighbor, and every woman of her neighbor Jewels of silver and jewels of gold. Verse 3. And Yahweh gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, in the sight of all the people. Verse 4. And Moses said, Thus said Yahweh about midnight, Will I go out into the midst of Egypt? Verse 5. And all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even to the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of beef. Verse 6, And there should be a great cry throughout the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it anymore. Verse 7, But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man nor beast, that he may know how the Yahweh do put a difference between the Mizabites, Hamites, and Israel. All right. All right. Okay, I got my closing statements. I'm going to the Book of Jubilee, chapter 36. Chapter 36 reads, verse 8, verse 8, and that each would love his brother with affection and righteousness, and that neither would desire evil against his brother, but this for forever, all the days of your life, so that you may prosper in all your deeds and be not destroyed and not be destroyed. Verse 9, if either, if either of you device evil against his brother, know that from this force, everyone that device evil against his brother shall fall into his hand and shall be rooted out 
of the land of the living, and his seed should be destroyed from other heavens. Verse 10. But on the day of turbulence and exhilaration and indignation and anger and flaming devour fire as he burst Sodom, so likewise will he burn his land and his city and all that is all that is his. 